0: Welcome back to the Bully Pulpit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Jones. Now, now I've been talking about this subject for a long time. You know, we've discussed it on this show uh, for several years. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, is an android. He is an interdimensional android, part human, part machine. He's got machine parts. Look, we have the documents, okay? They've admitted to all this. Now, he's a plant from the globalist shadow government, the same government that puts acetane in our water to lower fertility rates. And we need to kill Adam Silver, right? We need to destroy him. And according to my sources, all very high-level sources, uh, the way the, way to do that is twofold, right? First thing we need to do, we need to remove his RFID chip. We need to ingest that, all right? Once we've done that, we need to take his body, his exoskeleton, we need to exhume it in a nuclear reactor. Right. Otherwise, there's a chance he'll come back from the dead and try to rig the lottery for the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, if we can do that, we can advance to the next level. Now back to your regularly, regularly scheduled program, the Bully Pulpit Podcast. That was something. I'm going to get more alcohol now.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah, this is the Bully Pulpit Podcast. Um, Bulls had a week. They went Two and two on the week. We started the week off against the Milwaukee Bucks, top of the East. Um, you know, after a game earlier where I mean, it just looked like we shouldn't even play on the same floor as them. Um, you know, it, it seemed like we had a decent decent game. Um, Otto Porter was out that game, but Laurie Markinen and Robin Lopez, the front court duo. Um, more on Robin Lopez later, but the front court duo had 26 apiece. Uh, Laurie with 26 and 12. Um, and Lopez, um, 26 and three, uh, and went one for one from three point line. We had a tea celebration there. Um, that
0: was our, that was our latest beer crack in any episode ever.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I'm drinking whiskey tonight. Um, I, have been drinking beer all weekend, so I'm toast right now. We had a, um, I was back in the, the suburbs of Chicago, um, up, up north, um, where we had a baby shower for my wife. My mom did. Um, which actually brings me to a present I have for you, Ryan. Oh, um, what is this? Yeah, so we live in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, and one issue is...
0: Is it Jewel Pods?
1: <laughs> no, but we... Um, being, so being from the Chicagoland area, we both just really know good pizza. And I brought you a slice of pizza, one one for each that we could share from the motherland. So oh, I yeah. got you some Rosati's pizza. Rosati's is my favorite um, it's a chain. A lot of restaurants on the north side, some on the south side, um, and then you know the occasional one in like Rockford. Picked this up on my way back, so Are we just eat it cold.
0: Why not? All right. There's nothing like eating food on a podcast right. that really. Uh... One,
1: one bite, everyone knows the rules. Uh huh. Um, yeah. You know, one bite, everyone knows the rules. They do that uh, barstool sports thing where they do the pizza reviews. That dude takes, like, eight bites. Dave
0: Portnoy takes eight bites, like, know, every time I, before. I think that's the joke. Really? Um, um, but, yeah, Rosati's are pizza. You gonna, are you going to let your kid drink like LeBron's kids? No. No. Um, You're going to give him, like, wine at dinner no. when they're, like, seven? Some am a fucking psychopath, dude. That dude <laughs> has
1: some fucking audacity. The other day, he does his little, uh, you know, barbershop show, and he's talking to Antonio Brown, and... Antonio Brown's kind of scrutinized right now in the the, the NFL uh, for kind of being a dumb fuck. That's Jimmy Butler's, you know, good buddy. Um, but he's talking to Antonio Brown and is like, yeah, man, that's the same thing that happened to AD, man. Like, Anthony Davis was never hated. Now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's just getting all this hate. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you have the balls to talk about
0: this on your show. Is he so. getting hate? I don't think he is. I mean, I think most people understand why he would want to get the fuck out of there. I think LeBron just wants to be the center of attention right now, and just has the audacity to bring this up. I don't know. Antonio Brown's an asshole. Like that's why he's getting hate because he's just like full of himself.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bulls basketball. What are we talking about here? Back what to the Bucks. It? The Bucks won one seventeen to one hundred six, but the Bulls, um, you know, seem to be in it. You know, for a decent amount of the game. Um, the Bucks. The the, the Bulls scored thirty eight points in the first quarter. Um, but the Bucks came back and scored 38 in the second quarter. Um, every other quarter was pretty even. The third and the fourth were both uh, 27 to 26 in favor of the Bucks. But overall, you know, fun game to
0: watch, um, and we actually it looks like basketball. So um, three three former Bulls in that game. No, yeah. Nikola Mirotic in 22 minutes had 13 points. Five Who's been dodging 11? us lately? Like every time we play like the Pelicans or like the Bucks, he's been like a late scratch or whatever. Isaiah Cannon. Cannon. Yeah. He showed up six points. He showed Tony up. Four. And I
1: had no idea he was on that team.
0: I have no Did idea you? either. No.
1: Um, and now another former Bull is on the move on his way to Milwaukee. Pau Gasol got bought out from the San Antonio Spurs, and is going to enjoy his good opera buddy Nico
0: Miritich, on the Bucks. So, what do you think of that move? Um, I mean, fine. I don't really know what the Bucks are like. What, They're tiling
1: their... like giant European dudes right now.
0: They got Ursan Ilyasova. They got,
1: you know, Nico now, and now they're getting, um, now they're getting
0: Gasol. So I don't know. I don't really know what they're they have, what, like. What are they? Do they have a problem that they're trying to address? Are I don't they, think are so. Are they just like mad I, I really with think, power? <laughs> are I, they just like yeah. They're like it's Milwaukee, and we'll probably never be in this position again for like the next fifteen years. So let's just try to make as much of a run as we possibly can. That's a good possibility um yeah i know it's kind of a eh, move like I, I don't really think that
1: really sets them over the top or anything right now especially with their front court depth they got brooke lopez right now who's just been a sniper for them um but did go zero seven against the bulls from the three-point line so kind of a yuck game there you want to move on um to another former bull that we met over uh against memphis joe keen dude dude's been killing it like every time i look at his stats He's got like 12 and 8, or like 14 and 10, or something like that. So he had a game where he scored 12 and 9, um, you know, kind of similar to that three assists. Um, yeah, it's really fun to see Joaquim Noah playing basketball again. He's having fun. Um, I. I've been waffling, like, if you listen to this podcast often, like, I always waffle, like, saying, like, you know, I, I think some of the old former Bulls that were, like, from that era, like the Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, Taj Gibson, some of those guys, I think some of them would be, like, perfect for our young guys as, like, that's to come in going forward. Um, I thought, you know, Isn't I kind of Robin
0: Lopez though, just a more yeah. effective, so Joakim with like, that brings us to a story tires?
1: Yeah. That brings us to a story. So Robin Lopez is not getting bought out. Um, the buyout deadline, um, a lot of salty golden state fans about that. The buyout deadline for like a player to be like playoff eligible, um, was this past Friday. Um, and Robin Lopez did not get bought out. Uh, they said early in the week that there's no plans, there's been no talks. Um, Robin Lopez said he is he's having a ton of fun and he said he really he really thinks the Bulls have a good thing going right now with some of their young players and their coaching staff. Mm. So interesting comments there. Um, now there's talks of possibly before the contract extension deadline, which I, I think is coming up soon. Um, possibly extending Lopez. Uh, what what do you which which would negate like any chance probably of Joaquim Noah coming back? Um, I do think as you were trying to mention though, um, Robin Lopez I, I think is a more sustainable option at this point. So like instead of playing to like tickle my you know emotional dick, um, your emotional dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of trying to you know. Stroke me the right way. I, I I think we're going the
0: smart move if we do bring back Robin well, he's Lopez. he's 30, right? Yep. Robin Lopez is 30. Joaquim is 34. If you can get Robin Lopez. Joakim has, you know, injury histories. Robin does not. If you can get Robin Lopez, what what's a good deal for you? I think if
1: you extend him for like $5, 6000000 million a year for like, you know, over a two-year two, two, you know, years, a two year span. like at, Two after years, year, $10 million. Yeah. What I, about
0: two years, $12 million? Would you do that?
1: I, I, I would consider it, yeah. Um, I don't know what the market would look like for Robin Lopez. I, I th- don't think he's... I think it's going to be
0: more like two years, 15.
1: Really? I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it because um, he's making like $14 million a year. That, I mean, that's just too much for a guy like Robin Lopez. Um, but I do think he's a really good guy to have around the team. He's funny. Um, you know, he brings you know just a lot of positive energy to the Bulls. So would Joakim Noah. But I, I think as far as play is sustainable. And Robin's been showing that lately. Um, dude's stuffing the stat sheet with block shots lately too. Yeah. You been seeing that?
0: Yeah, I playing I think, good defense. I think why not? Uh, why not bring him back? Yeah, like, that's all we've heard for the last two years. Is like we got to get rid of Robin Lopez. When are we gonna trade Lopez? Who? What can we get for Lopez? And it's like the Bulls are. They don't have any depth in the front court right now. Like when one guy goes down. So if like for right now, Wendell is down. It's just complete trash after, you know, I mean, that's what happens when you trade away Jabari and uh, Bobby, two power forwards. Now you just have, you're left with Felicio. That's what people on Reddit were fighting about. Yeah, tell us uh, about
1: some of the salty people you've been seeing on the internet lately. So
0: the people from Golden State took it as like a slight to them as like... Oh, you're not going to buy out Robin Lopez just because you don't want to help the Warriors. And it's like, no, the reason we're not going to buy out Robin Lopez is because we have Cristiano Felicio. That would be your starting center, and he can't play basketball. So, what are you going to do?
1: He is so bad. He he hit a couple shots
0: tonight. He today, did. He, he
1: did hit some mid-range shots today, which really fucking surprised me. I thought uh, there was one time where he had the ball wide open at the three-point line too. That I, I thought like he was just gonna live off that high and just
0: jack a three. But Cristiano Felicio looks like a more in shape Chris Fabian out there. N-
1: nobody gets that reference.
0: Well, you get that reference. I get that reference. That's our former college roommate. Yes. Just a giant man, six seven, like. Three seventy-five, something but like that. But he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He gets the ball and he looks around like, ah, and then... Which was, if you've ever seen Chris Fabian play
1: basketball, I mean, that was kind of yeah. kind of that. Um, he, he played
0: O-line for a couple of years uh, at the college we went to. Um, but, yeah. I, I don't know what you do. I mean, Felicio is under contract for what, two more years or one? Yeah, two more. So... Two more sad, sad
1: years. No, well... Hopefully the Bulls so keep getting better. In a
0: year, he's a good like trade piece because he's an expiring to contract. To trade like a second that, or two with or whatever. Well, he's a, he's a somewhat large expiring contract, which means you can absorb. like If you're trying to trade for somebody that has a big contract, Yeah, then you can. You can give like
1: a possibly like a, a, a your
0: semi-promising young player. You
1: can give like a, if somebody wants to take a flyer, if like Chandler Hutchison doesn't do much for us. Somebody wants to take a flyer on that. They absorb Felicio's contract as well. Um, yeah. that, that that's like a possibility there, but it's yeah, just, I, I don't uh, know. That, that's gonna be that's gonna be a weird situation to see how that plays out. Um, Felicio is definitely one, one situation that I saw with Cristiano Felicio. Uh, Felicio um, was <laughs> um, was uh, somebody was saying like, what what do you do with our draft pick? If we don't get number one, you know, there's there's definitely options out there, um, which which we've talked a lot about some of them on our show, um, but some people aren't aren't sold. But you, you just want a guy who could, you know, you, we want to we want to compete going forward. So some people are like, why don't we trade him, trade the pick for like a respected veteran point guard? Um, a lot of people are saying stuff like Drew Holiday, Mike Conley, people like that. Um, I personally kind of say no. Drew Holiday's contract and Mike Conley's, um, is really massive. Um, Somewhere around $30 million a year. Um, Felicio has to be included if you're going to do that. Well, and you have to keep in mind that, you know... Because you are doing, like, the Pelicans a favor of taking a lot of money off their books. Um, So Felicio does need to be included in something like that. And I'm not advocating for this deal at all. I'm not endorsing this, but um, that's, that's one way. That's another way to get rid of him. Um, is in a deal like that. So,
0: well, you have to keep in mind that, that I might be, want their pick in return if it's like 10, like <laughs> that was the great thing about the auto Porter trade is that his contract is up the year before Lowry has to get paid. Yeah. And if, I mean, if he's, if he's, if he's doing before, well as
1: like the third, you know, the third option or whatever, um, I mean, he might. I mean, it's not like he's going to expect like a twenty-seven million dollar
0: contract again, you know? Right, but he might get that from yeah, somewhere else. No but, kidding. Like you got to keep in mind where that you you're going to have to re-sign Lowry and you're going to have to re-sign uh, Wendell Carter. Yeah. So you got to be careful with the money you're throwing around to all these veteran guys. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Do you want some of this? He's them? getting a meal over here. <laughs> um yeah so you do you want some pork chops no i'm okay
1: okay um but anyways it's gonna be terrible for the audio talking about put that shit on your lap so it's not scratching all over the table um stop that shit um yeah so like you know not back to where we were originally going with this Um, so, so Warrior fans were really salty about, you know, Robin Lopez not getting bought out, um, saying it's just payback for, for the Jordan Bell deal that everybody made fun of because we traded $3.5 million for, you know, our pick in Jordan Bell. Um, doesn't that mean they have a backup center? Well, what do you think? (laughs) I Yeah, I think we're forgetting one key detail here, is that they have that prize backup center that they were so happy to get. And what is he doing now? Not too much. Um, he's not a bad player to have out on the court, um, but obviously the Warriors are looking for more than they have, and now they're about to go to uh, – they're about to get Andrew Bogut back from what I hear, which, I mean, he's like a 34-year-old dude. He just won, like, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in his Australian League. Um, shocker! There playing against uh, Cam Bear, so we do have some Australian audience. Um, so tell me if I'm wrong, but you know I don't know. What, I mean, of course, Andrew Bogut's gonna win the MVP there. If we have uh,
0: like Australian people,
1: <coughs> we have, yeah, we have a handful. That, are, that are a lot are of our top to
0: countries out there. Can you tweet us or send us an email at Bully Pulpit? What is it? Bully Pulpit. Just tweet podcast? us at
1: Bully Pulpit Pod. Tweet, tweet us at Bully
0: Pulpit Pod and tell us how Cam Bear style is doing because I'm really yeah. interested. <laughs> He was so... Do you remember that one time we were playing NBA 2K and Cam Barristow? There was a missed shot that was about to go out of bounds. And yes. NBA 2K, Cam Barristow dives out of bounds. He was on defense. He dives out of bounds, throws the ball back in, right to the uh, like power forward for the other team who just for an puts assist. it up for yeah. a layup.
1: When I don't think the ball went off, I think the ball was going off of them. Yeah. And it was like my CPU, too. Mm-hmm.
0: So what a man um speaking of Australian players I think uh, I think Patty Mills wouldn't be a bad dude to bring in he's locked in at like 10 million dollars a year with the Spurs for a couple of years is he
1: yeah something like that and I mean, do you think patty Mills is good for like 10 million dollars like yeah
0: think- how old is he depends on that I think he's like 30 at this point. Yeah, he kind of spent his whole career with them. While I'm looking this up, did you see
1: um, that tweet that Jim Boylan looks like a bald Jeff Daniels? No, but you did show me pictures, and
0: it's very, <laughs> very eerie. It's did very, you tweet yeah. it?
1: Um, I, I retweeted it. He's born in 88, so he's 31. Jeff Daniels? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking Dumb and Dumber probably came out, like, not 31 years ago, but like 20 years ago. Uh, Jeff Daniels is not is the guy that's not uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. For those of you who don't know, we got a Generation X audience out there too, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it is it Generation X? Is that what it's called? They all the fucking like alt right troll kids on the internet, like that kid we had on last week, Mike B, or yeah. Mike not Mike B, but Mike two three zero
0: zero two three zero zero. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly that, and then Ron. My think, God. Think hey, Ron hey. listens to the podcast. All right. So no, give, give well, him, the background on this. So there's, there's this, there's this there's random this, okay. Twitter account. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I understand some of the, the audience isn't on Twitter. Um, but so there's this guy, uh, Ron, I can't even find him. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go to my alternate account and find him. Um, it's Ron awesome is like his name or something like that. We, we've talked about him before. He's this old dude. Um, on Twitter in Sarasota, Florida, um, yeah. who is a Bulls fan because he's from the Chicagoland area and was like a assistant coach on an NAIA team for like one year, and says he's like a he says he's like a scout or like knows a bunch of scouts and is like in the inner circle of like NBA scouts and all that like fucking bullshit. But um,
0: he's got sources, very high level sources. People that know people. (laughs) Alex
1: Jones is back. Um, He's just notorious for really bad takes. So he says that um, uh, Laurie Markkinen, we should hope Laurie Markkinen turns into Brooke Lopez. Um, He really loves Jeremy Lamb. Really loves Jeremy. He he thinks Jeremy Lamb is worth like $25 million a year or something like that. He thinks he's better than Zach Levine. And he really hates Zach Levine. So, (laughs) um, you know, I, I... press him sometimes. I don't, like, harass him or anything. I, I guess I made a meme of him once. Uh, I made a Coach Carter meme where I uh, memed, I put his face um, a, on Samuel L. Jackson's face and then I put uh, his favorite players on there. So I put, like, Hassan Whiteside, um, Jeremy Lamb, Archie Diacono, and Brooke Lopez, like, walking side by side with him with that you know that famous, <laughs> like, still from the movie where it's, like, them walking to the game or whatever. And, um... Yeah, so... He said, so, okay, going on to the, so so we had a four-overtime thriller against the Hawks. Um, Zach Levine, I mean, yeah, he there were some passes that he could have made in overtime. Um, he, he played a lot of, like, hero ball, but, like, had a really good game overall. He had, what, 40? Talking about the Hawks game? yeah. He had what, like yeah. 45 or 47, like 9 and 9 or something like that. So we haven't talked
0: about that. That was insane. No, yeah. the, the third highest uh, scoring game in NBA history was Bulls what, like, and
1: Hawks. One, one I 66, repeat, Bulls and Hawks. 162, 168, I think. 160 or something like that. And so he said, if you don't understand my hate for Zach Levine, watch that game or something like that. Um, so I, I just said that. So, back in the offseason, he was really spiteful that they they re-signed Zach Levine. And he basically just said, like, this franchise is going nowhere. Um, They have no future now because they just re-signed Zach Levine. And, yeah, so I I basically just said he's spiteful uh, because they didn't do something that he wanted them to do. Um, And I'm blocked now. Um, I'm not a guy who, like, I don't block people or anything like that. Um, so, I think this is the first Bully Pulpit block, probably first of many. Um, but guess who has a personal account? This guy. Yeah. Let's talk about that game, though. Four overtimes. Um,
0: yeah, I watched it at a bar. Uh, he, you watched it at like a coffee house bar. Yeah, it was not like a sports bar where there were people. Here, you want to tweet out for people to send us questions? Well, I'm recounting my uh, my Friday night. So I'm at this bar. It's like uh, I'm I'm writing jokes and shit. And uh, this is a little late for sending questions. Well, we'll see if we get any. All right. Um, I'm at this bar and like there's this dude sitting next to me and I I, I see that he's looking at the Bulls like score. Like he's he's keeps like updating and like refreshing to see what's happening in the Bulls game. I'm like, oh, are you a Bulls fan? He's like, yeah, I'm just uh, blah blah blah. He was like hammered drunk, and so I just got my phone out and started watching the game on uh, Reddit. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we turned it on at the perfect time. We turned it on literally at the end of the first overtime, and then watched the the rest of it. Some crazy big shots. Uh, Ryan Archie Diaconell had a huge shot.
1: Archie Articuno. Ice in the game um, or not ice in the game, but ice in the comeback.
0: I mean I like I guess what Ron was saying sort of makes sense like uh, Zach Levine looked very tired in the overtimes and m- missed a bunch of shots. but it's like that's his job is to take those shots what what what's gonna happen if he doesn't take those shots? It's gonna be passing the ball around the perimeter. Trying to find someone open, and then Wayne Selden is going to take a con- contested three with two seconds left on the shot clock. Like, why the fuck? Someone has to be that aggressor and, and take those shots in the big moments. So I don't understand what what he meant by that tweet. Yeah,
1: Laurie Markkinen had a weird game too. Um, so he scored four points in the first half. Um, I was on my way to the you know to my mom's house. Um, so you know about a three and a half hour drive. Um, got there at about the start of the fourth quarter. So I was able to watch from there. But I was listening on the radio. Um, I just didn't hear Laurie's name at all, and I, I found that weird. Um, Zach Levine was kind of putting on a show at the beginning of the game, it seemed like. You were listening to Chuck Swirsky? I was listening to Chuck and Bill, man. Um, I'm Chuck Swirsky. My uh, favorite night is kids' night. <laughs> What's up with you and Chuck Swirsky? I don't know. He's just weird. He is kind of a goob. I like him though. He's a nice guy. It seems like um, so yeah, so Zach was cooking in the first quarter and then Larry Marken had four at the end of the first half and then by the end of uh, by the end of the first of regulation he had 25 points. So he had 21 points in the second half. Um, went off, ended up scoring like 9 for 8, scoring 31 in the you know, he kind of, like, disappeared again in overtime. He took one shot in the first overtime, and it was kind of, like, just a little, like, almost like a tip-in um, that he missed. But then, like, he didn't take another shot again until, what, the third overtime or something like that? Uh, it turns out he had some flu symptoms and was, like, really sick that game. So, that could have answered for even, you know, today's game, the second game against the Hawks. He finished with 31-17. and 17. Zach finished with 47-9-9. Nine and nine. So... I mean, three points, one rebound, one assist away from a 50-point triple-double,
0: which is pretty cool. I want to apologize for everyone listening. (laughs) I'm just just eating like three feet away from the microphone. Eating like a fucking five-course meal over here, too. That's good stuff. Shout-out to my girlfriend, Abby, for uh, making me pork chops. Trey Young had
1: 49 and 16 uh, with eight rebounds, too. So, he, he was kind of putting on a show there. He hit some really big shots in that game. And was a minus nine on the court. So, that that sometimes shows you that, like... I mean, he was a big part of, like, the Hawks, you know, that game. But that shows that sometimes plus minus just does not tell the story at all. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I don't know. I've, I've been pretty low on Trey Young this year. He's looking I, good lately, though. I, I still think that... He's going to max out at, like, Kemba Walker level. Yeah, which where,
1: which is a place you'd like to be. but Where like, it's like
0: he's not going to, unless he's scoring, like, 26 points a game, he's going to be kind of a negative for your team because he can't really play defense. He's a good ball handler and can get assists and stuff, but he I really needs... He can pop needs, a
1: shot off in, like, 0.2 seconds.
0: He really has to score to be effective, though.
1: Yeah, we saw some Vince sanity, too. Um, Vince Carter... Played forty five minutes that game. About he played his age almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, Alex Len twenty four and ten in thirty six minutes. Alex Len killed us um, in the second game against the Hawks too. So, any any other final thoughts on this uh, four overtime game? It was nuts. I had a
0: lot of fun watching that game. It was a lot of fun. I mean, there's part of me that was like rooting for more overtimes. <laughs> well that but also uh, you know kind of like you're ruining your tank like those those thoughts start to creep in and then you're like well, why do i care like no i have yeah it's like have a, a 1.5 like difference i haven't watched it in entertaining like we've watched pretty much every bulls game uh, i haven't seen an entertaining one like, uh, like maybe that. Mi- the like, bulls pacer's game earlier in the year was really fun yeah maybe 2 or 3 this year out of all of them were like actually really enjoyable to watch. Most games they just lose by ten and it's never really that close. So I mean not lately. Not lately, no. I mean the last what are they? In the last like eight games they probably won like five or something like that. I'm not really sure, but um yeah, I mean Yeah, let's move on to that game and then we got uh fan questions rolling in. Oh, do
1: we? Yeah. Okay. One from our good friend Mike two three zero zero two three zero zero two. Here, let's let's move on to today's game. What were what were your thoughts? So today is Sunday.
0: Um, so for those of you listening on like Wednesday, I think it showed you the big difference between having Otto Porter Jr. and not having Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, it's just a different yeah. team. Um, I, Dude, this is so this, important. This was more similar to the games oh, we saw God. previously I, I in the season. Up,
1: I gotta pull up some really fun stats for you. So, so talk about this game, and I'm gonna pull up some things.
0: So, Alex Len just from the beginning of the game was killing it. He he went nine for eighteen shooting, twenty eight points, nine rebounds. Trey Young got ejected, which was hilarious. Little baby bird. He so he got tied up with Chris Dunn in like the first quarter. Got a, a double technical on both guys. Um, then he hit a three in like the third quarter or the second. I don't remember when it was. It was like somewhere in the middle of the game. Hits a three, then like stares down Chris Dunn, gets a technical for that, and gets kicked out of the game. It was like one of the weakest ejections I've ever seen. Um, he, so he got kicked out. By the time he got kicked out, he he had played 18 minutes. He had 18 points and five assists. Um... And that was, that was Atlanta. And then for Chicago, Lowry struggled quite a bit. He was 6 for 21. Uh, 19 points, 9 rebounds. So the 19 and 9 is consistent with his uh, with his averages, but just not a very good uh, game in terms of efficiency. Robin Lopez had 16 points and 6 rebounds. Chris Dunn had 14. Missed a shot that would have tied the game. Lowry missed a shot that would have tied the game at the end. Um Blankety, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Blankety came in in the fourth Jeez, quarter and yeah. just scored like 14 points in the fourth quarter. It was just every trip down the floor, he was hitting a shot. And uh, he ended up being eight for 13 for 17 mm-hmm. points. Uh, I mean, okay. It's like good to have, but I don't know if, you know, it makes up for all the other stuff he's. Uh, All the other infuriating moments he's had. So we're bringing back stat of the week right now. Um, Hell yeah. We're We're digging digging it. Oh, and before we get into that, Cristiano Felicio, 16 minutes, 10 points, 4 of 5 shooting, 4 rebounds. That's not as bad as I thought it would be. He only missed one shot and he scored 10 points in 16 minutes. Alright, so I, I set some filters here, so...
1: Um, we're running two like two man combinations on the floor at the same time, right? Okay. Um I I set it to over one fifty minutes together playing on the court because I don't want some like Brandon Sampson and Antonio Blakeney with like a five hundred offensive rating yeah, in three yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um so I set it to one fifty. So people have played like an okay amount of time together this year. So I'm going like the top offensive rating duos. Mm-hmm. The first one's actually uh, Gerald Green and Kenneth Fareed on the Rockets. Two role players (laughs) on the Rockets that have been killing it. Um, But James Harden and Gary Clark is number two. Wayne Ellington and Andre Drummond is number three. Chris Paul and Kenneth Fareed is number four. Robin Lopez and Otto Porter are number five in offensive rating. What is this Kenneth Fareed shit that's going on? Kenneth Fareed has been going off for the Rockets lately. Really? Yeah. Since he signed with the Rockets, just because he's so different than anyone else on that yeah, roster. Yeah, I've always said, like, dude, why are we blackballing this dude out of the league? He is—he's a really good player that's just underutilized or misutilized, um, which is why he wasn't doing too good um, on the Nuggets. And the Nuggets just had like better big men. Um, so number five is Robin Lopez and Otto Porter Jr. Number six is Otto Porter and Laurie Markkanen. Number seven is uh, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Number eight is Otto Porter and Zach Levine. So Otto Porter with all three of those guys um, in there are all in the top 10 um, of offensive rating. Like other people in that are like combinations with Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, Otto Porter and Chris Dunn is in there too um, in the top 20. Yeah, so...
0: Yeah, I mean it's a small sample size, but it what is this plus minus offensive rating. Offensive rating, okay. Yep. So it's a small sample size, but um he's definitely made a huge impact. I mean, you just see it in the wins and losses. But um Yeah, what are they like 6 and 2 when he plays? Yeah, that's I mean, probably that's probably why he got sat
1: out. Tonight. Which is like a yeah, to be honest, um, cuz uh, they do have, they did it like sit
0: John Collins and all that again and um, you're, you're gonna want to lose that. I mean, you know, the, the Bulls will probably be fine with the Atlanta Hawks because I believe they're still what is it, two games or three games ahead of them. Yeah. Um. So the chances. Well, yeah. That- now they're now they're what? Back to four games now or?
1: because they were up to three and now they're back to four. So we just basically like offset. So they were, they they were four games ahead of us um, and we split with them. So they are still four games ahead of us, which is very nice. Um, So we get a win out of there and we get a loss without Otto Porter Jr., which isn't the end of the world. So let's move on to our fan question. Who do you want us to draft in order? Like top five, this is Mike two, three, zero, zero, two, three, zero, zero. I'm going to keep using his long name there. Um, Mine is Zion, Cam, Darius Garland, RJ, and Ja. Um, Cam scares the shit out of me um, just because he would come in. He wouldn't come in as the first option off the bench, so it's not a matter of him not – like I want him to thrive as the third option on Duke. He's been playing a little bit better, but I I still need to see more than like 37% shooting from the field. Um, I think that's just kind of unacceptable, but still a lot of upside with Cam. I like him. Um, Zion, you got to go number one. Like that, that's no question. Number two is weird. Like I was really on the John Moran train, um, for a while. Um, but Darius Garland does intrigue me. Um, I don't think he's going to be number two. Like I think if we fall to like number five, number six, number seven, I mean, he could fall to us and that could be great because I do think he has a lot of potential off the ball. Um, and if we do have a lot of guys like Zach Levine who, you know, need to be ball dominant dominant to... Um, really make a big impact in the game. I think Darius might be a nice option. Um Cam I mean Cam would be a good option too for the for the bench unit. Um you you can never go wrong with like 3 and D wings. Um RJ could be good but he's kind of a ball stopper. Um so what's what's
0: your top 5 in order? Well, I haven't followed it too much. <clears throat> um I mean outside of what we've talked about, I I think that You know, obviously it's going to be Williamson first. Um, Jaw second, I guess. Uh, And then probably Garland. And then... um, I'm not really sure who after that. I mean, I guess Barrett and Reddish. Uh, But I I think they really do need to get a point guard. uh, Chris Dunn's just not cutting it right now. And I, I, I almost prefer... Garland to uh, Ja Morant just based on what I've seen, but um, I
1: don't Here's know. I that. think I
0: think Garland seems like more of a prototypical NBA point guard than Ja Morant. Ja Morant could be next level, like just a player that's so different and changes the game. Um, but I think there's also a chance that he kind of goes the way of like Michael Carter Williams. And just like can't really, like teams just figure out how to play against him and sag off him and let him, you know, shoot crappy mid range jumpers. So,
1: um, speaking of point guards, at Carwell Augustus, um, Road to Barrett is his name on Twitter, um, asks, what does he ask? Will Chris Dunn be Kyle Lowry in year seven? That's an interesting one. There, I mean, there's some point guards, um, I'm not saying he is any of these point guards. It but won't be for the Bulls if Steve, he is. Yeah, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd took like five years to even be relevant in the league. Do you remember that? Not, I mean, not not even remember that. But like, go in and look at their stats. I mean, they were kind of bouncing around across a couple teams. Um, which I mean, kind of plays into your point there. Um, it, it won't be for the Bulls if that But happens. Chris, I mean, Chris Dunn, I mean, has the tools of like some of those guys where he's got like a nice mid range game. Steve Nash was a knockdown three pointer though, um, which is really important for their success. Um, but he, he like, neither of those guys were like a big time scorer. Um, you know, good assist guys. Chris Dunn has potential. He just needs to open his eyes a little bit. Um, I haven't given up on him yet, but, um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kyle Lowry, um, so, like, you mean, like, will he get, like, fat for a while and then get skinny and then kind of chubby again? Maybe. Um, But Kyle Lowry, I don't know. I I think he needs to develop a shot first before he can really um, play into that. He's been shooting more threes lately. Um, Kind of blew it this game with a wide-open three with a nice dish from Lowry where he could have tied the game. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What else we got? Do you think the Bulls will hold on to the fourth spot in the draft? This is Cuffle
0: underscore Blake Cuff Dad. Um, I think I've been saying this since the beginning. I really think that it's going to be uh, there's going to be a team that jumps in and grabs the first overall pick or the second overall pick. And it's going to be a team that uh, is going to make a lot of people angry. It's going to be like the Washington Wizards, or it's going to be... I mean, we have like a 48% chance of staying in the
1: top four um, if we stay at those lots. But maybe interpret the question as, do you think we're going to stay at fourth in in positioning before the lottery? I think so. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think we're sinking down. Before um, the lottery, like yeah. Cavs are playing better. Um, Knicks, not really. I mean, I saw the Knicks were losing by like 40 at
0: halftime earlier. Um, to the Clippers. The Bulls have 18 games left. They would, and they're winning, um, more often than not. So I think they're probably going to stay just about where they're at. Um, I, I, I think they'll stay like a couple games behind the Hawks. Yeah. Um, which which is nice.
1: Um, so I, yeah I think we're holding out of that position. Um, Sensei Co. Chris asks, should the NBA implement some kind of award ideas from the NFL, such as Offensive Player? defensive player like rookie of the year offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie year um and comeback player of the year i like comeback player of the year
0: um mm-hmm.
1: I, I wish they did
0: that in the nba because that happens so often i mean you, you yeah, see sean, what, sean livingston derrick rose guys like that that are never going to win an mvp or defensive player of the year but you, you want to recognize them for doing what the they're doing after all they went through yeah, go
1: through, yeah. I think that, um, I don't know about offensive and defensive rookie either. Maybe. Um, cause right now like, I mean, they do rookie of the year. I wouldn't even mind them like dividing shit in between like conferences either. Um, like a, you know in, uh, not an NFC, but a, uh a Eastern and Western conference like awards maybe, but then you might be dealing with too
0: many awards. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I I like the, uh, the Comeback Player of the Year Award. Um, I don't know. I think. I, I mean, for the most part, I, I my favorite thing is the the NBA First Team, Second Team, Third Team yeah, type of stuff. I, do I, like I don't that. like. I mean, All Star voting is bullshit. It's just like whoever has the biggest name that you know the fans know. Those are the people that are gonna get in. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I think we're pretty good where we're at right now. What else do we got in terms of questions? Are you in a group chat on Twitter? Yeah. Do you want to shout out the group chat or is that just?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm in a group chat with some of these guys that have been asking me these questions. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I'm fine with like fourth, like especially if we like get four. I think we can get a decent player there still. Um, Some people. Yeah, I've been entertaining trading that pick. If we fall to something like or not fall to something, but like stay kind of where we are, um, it really depends on the return. I don't want Drew Holiday's contract. Um, I people, don't know. People say
0: so. If we're so say we're picking five or six, and it's like Jarrett Culver, say say everyone you want is off the board. Like, who's gonna trade up in that situation? Who's really got a hard on for fucking Jarrett Culver? I know Jarrett Culver is the guy we keep dragging over the coals. He's probably going to end up being like we, the best we, player we should, out of this trap. We we should actually do like a scouter on
1: him next week and actually like yeah. learn what the fuck we're talking about. Because um, neither of us, I don't think, know
0: anything about Jarrett
1: Culver. No, not at all. Because like, what we've been doing is like I
0: just know him as. I the mean, name. obviously,
1: I, I watch a lot of Duke. Um, I watch a lot of John Morant just because it's fun. Um, I watch a lot of those games, but everything else has been like based on like who we're really focusing on for that week, and we haven't really put any emphasis on looking at Jarrett Culver. Um, I wasn't thrilled with Darius Garland until we really looked at him, um, and now, I, now I'm now i kind of intrigued by the... Um, after we talked about him, what, last week? I'm kind of intrigued um, by his potential, too. Um, I still think you want to bring in a veteran point guard, um, even if like you think Chris Dunn can do it or you draft John Moran or whatever, I still think bringing in a veteran point guard is a smart move, whether that's Patrick Beverly, Derek Rose, somebody like
0: that. Um, we just need more veterans. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm sticking to what I said before, that I really think a team is going to is gonna jump. Um, I do and, too. And I really hope Especially that doesn't.
1: Especially with these lottery odds. I mean, it's bound to happen. It's going to the... happen
0: some year, and I think it's going to happen in the first year. Yeah, like I just simulated, well, I just simulated on Tankathon, and the Bulls got, the Bulls get the number one overall pick, and like I said how about teams jumping, the we, number we two gotta, pick. We gotta, we gotta live stream our reactions to the lottery this year. Yeah, the number two pick is, uh, according to this just random simulation I just did, is the Miami Heat who jumped up eight spots, and right below that are the Pelicans who just jumped up six spots. So I think there's gonna be at least one team that's that's in there. And I like that. I think it makes it more fun. You don't wanna just be able to do what the uh the seventy sixers did and, and guarantee yourself that you're basically gonna get a top three pick.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, stay keep asking us questions. I like this. Um I, I like interacting with people. Um yeah, no, I, I just really like talking bulls basketball and uh You know, interact. I mean, just interacting with like Bulls fans, and I think this is a really good way to do it. So, um, send us questions throughout the week. Like whatever you want to do, like we'll we'll talk about literally anything you want us to talk about. So, anything else you got? I don't know. Who do we play this week? I think we have a fun week. Did I hear uh, that Gar PAX Fire Gar PAX rally is this week? Yeah. Something like that. I I think that could be a flop is it supposed to be at one of the games? Yeah, it's supposed to be at the United Center on Wednesday against Philadelphia. Um, I don't know if that was
0: targeted because of like Jimmy Butler, but so is it who who's putting it together? Do we know? Is it a, I I think it's just a show up to the game. I don't know if they're
1: all sitting together or what. I don't know how many they're going to be. Um, I know a lot of the we have a decent like French following on this podcast for those of you who can understand our English, um, I know it's hard for some of them, but we still get a decent amount Who's of listening. Who's going
0: to listen to our podcast if they don't understand English?
1: Hey, one of the guys told me he tries. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of them are actually going to be in attendance. There's a big group of French guys uh, going to the game. Right, well, send us, a, send us a picture on send Twitter. Us, yeah, send us a picture um, of the French group. You know, We're really interested to see. It's really cool seeing like like where all the people that listen to our podcast are coming from. Um, you know, we, we still have a pretty small audience, and it's just cool to see that it's, I mean, really just diverse
0: and like where it's from. You know, like yeah, I, I thought mean, it would just we... be a bunch of douchebags from the south side of Chicago. No, it's a bunch it, of fucking I mean, anything but that, like Illinois back at the yard guys. Yeah. yeah, fucking guard packs back at the yard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us? Anything
0: like um, any so? Stuff? What do you got for the week? So on Tuesday, they're at Indiana. Then on Wednesday, it is... Last Doug McDermott game of the year? Yes. Uh, on Wednesday, they're playing at home against Philadelphia. Then they have a back-to-back, or a home-and-home with uh, Detroit. Um, Friday and Sunday, right? Friday and Sunday. Man, so what we got another Sunday, Sunday, Sunday game. is weird? Sunday's it's at, like, uh, 10 a.m. It's No, it's 11 a.m. Central time, according to this. Okay. Central time? Which is, uh, which is bizarre. It says yeah. 10
1: a.m. on mine. It says 11 on mine. Does it say Central? No, that's Eastern. Mm, I don't Everyth- think so. Everything goes off of Eastern because a lot of those stats come off of New York. Um, Bleacher Report goes based off of where you are. Um, gotcha. Yep, so 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. So wake up early. Um, we're going to be having some early beers. Are we? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> be too hungover from the other two days. Um, I am a weekend warrior. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm also an alcoholic.
0: Um, All right, just come out and say it then. So call a spade a spade. I'm trying to look at, uh, trying to look at some of the. <laughs> there's something funny I saw on Reddit. Uh, let me find it real quick here. It's uh, talking about the Boston Celtics, and uh, it said. Marcus Smart told reporters that the Celtics are just not together or on the same page, and Kyrie asked if he agreed with that, and he said uh, that's just Marcus's opinion, which confirms that the Celtics are indeed not on the same page.
1: No, they're not. Neither are the Lakers.
0: Yeah. It's fun to watch. What's, so what's the, uh, what's the deal with the Lakers? Are they, are they, they going to make the playoffs? They are on the outside looking in right now. So they are. They are about four and a half games out right now. They're like Pelicans level last year or whatever year it was, where they like were just. No, that wasn't the Pelicans last year. Timberwolves, yeah. So they're thirty and thirty-three. They're three and seven in their last ten games. They're just not a very well constructed team. Well, like LeBron James also burnt bridges with most of his team this year. It seems like. Yeah.
1: And now he's been like. Having like videos at his shoot around, like dancing, looking like he's like drunk in his underwear, like shooting threes before every loss that they've been having. They just got beaten by the Suns, so that's fun. They just have too many guys that can't shoot threes. And Ingram's been playing better, that's promising because he's been an
0: ass for the last couple of years. Lonzo balls hurt again. Um, he's averaging just under 10 points per game five rebounds five assists yeah man they they're just I don't know they're gonna have to do something different um, I think what other I mean they're right now they're a game behind Sacramento and a game ahead of uh, or a half game ahead of Minnesota who has really dropped off the map after the uh, after the trade. The Western Conference is interesting because you have a lot of teams that you thought were... Pretty much every team except for Phoenix could have made the playoffs if if everything broke right for them. Like Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans, Minnesota, LA, Sacramento are the teams that are out right now. And uh, it's very, very different in the Eastern Conference, as we've talked about this year. Yeah. Eastern Conference, it's like I can't believe Orlando is an is an eight eight seed right now. <laughs> and they like, so the East actually up until
1: five uh, has better records than the West up until five, and then it just falls off. Yeah, like like look at the East and the West. Look at the bottom
0: like six through eight, and then six through eight in the West. Yeah, right now. Uh, You got Charlotte. The teams that are in the playoffs right now in the East are Milwaukee, number one, Toronto, Indiana. Who's been actually hanging on, uh, despite losing, um, despite losing. uh, What's his dick? Victor Oladipo. Just sent
1: a meme um, of Trey Young looking like a dad holding Chris Dunn as a baby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh no. Have you have you been following what's going on with the uh, with the Pacers? Yeah, so Oladipo
1: goes down, and now they 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 uh, Dallas bought out Wesley Matthews, and they re-signed him. And Wesley Matthews is almost like taking Victor Oladipo's
0: role. Yeah, he's averaging fourteen points a game, and then with with them, Bojan Bogdanovich with them or total? No, just uh, in it like with them. He's only okay. played eight games with them. I'm assuming.
1: There's some games where he's, like, scoring, like, 25, though, just like Vic. Yeah. So. So that means he they're, must They're had...
0: the three seed right now, and they've been playing well, but obviously without Yeah, they're Oladipo, over Philadelphia right now. Without Oladipo, you know, they're probably going to get.
1: Smacked by, <sighs> if they stay at three. No, I mean, they could out, and they'll probably, like, we'll probably play lose. Brooklyn
0: and lose. Yeah, lose to Boston or Brooklyn or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn's so Spencer Dinwiddie's coming back or is back for Brooklyn. He a week after Wendell Carter Jr. went down with and, and had to get thumb surgery, he had almost like the same surgery and he's back. Um, do you just think that means Wendell's injury was worse? Or I mean, he's out for the season, so I'm trying to figure out how that that could be because like it seems like the same exact injury
0: probably just like the Bulls are not really concerned about making the playoffs and Brooklyn is because Brooklyn really needs to make I mean they don't need to make the playoffs but they like that franchise has been so bad for so long after that trade after Prokhorov or whatever the fuck his name is came in is he still there didn't he didn't he leave I think he left that's what I thought so he came in bought the team Decided he wanted to win a championship. Traded for all those old ass dudes, and they played and then, okay for like a year. And, and then, then, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Blake Griffin's been killing it. We're gonna play him twice this year, which is, uh, I-, I think, if there's anything to look for in the a couple games coming up against uh, Detroit, it's gonna be Blake having big games. Because I, that's not a great matchup for Lowry defensively. It's certainly not a great matchup for Robin Lopez. No, because
1: you got to stick, you got to stick, or or stick, uh, um, Otto on
0: him. Because who's their three? Um, let's see. Look at their leading scores here. Uh, you got Blake Griffin averaging twenty five a game. Wayne Ellington. It'd be Wayne Ellington, Kennard. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If you want to stick Larry on defense on the wing, he's a
0: decent perimeter defender. Lari Larry would give you a better shot uh, than Robin, I think. But I think Otto might be the best idea. Possibly. I mean, he might be able to overpower Otto. Like, I think he'll definitely be able to overpower, overpower Lari. Yeah, Larry, But Larry can at least hang with him, like, speed-wise. Um, Lopez can't hang with him speed-wise. He would just get dusted. Yeah, Bla- Blake
1: will uh, just shoot a lot of mid range shots then. Plus, plus, they have Drummond, too, which is like. Yeah, you need a big guy on Drummond. Yeah. That's a
0: real. I mean. Maybe start the smaller ball lineup. And just try to run on him?
1: Yeah. You just put Lowry uh, see, on I Drummond? See, I don't know,
0: man, because. You put Lowry on Drummond. But, I mean, that's not a good matchup, but it might be better than putting him on Blake. I just see them getting a fuck ton of offensive rebounds and just like. Slowing down the game, um, but I I think Lowry could play. That that'll be mm-hmm. an interesting test. If you're really looking for something to, I mean, obviously the Bulls are not going to win, you know, make the playoffs. They're not really playing for anything right now. But if you really want to watch something this week, watch how Lowry plays against uh, Blake Griffin. Watch, you know, if he can match up with him, if he can, you know, go back and forth and battle with him. I think he just needs to rest right now. He's Larry got does. A day to I do mean, it, well, and... he's because he's got the flu or whatever he's going yeah. through, and you know he just played like forty some minutes, and then two days later played the same team and played a bunch of minutes. So yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else? I have nothing. All
1: right, Alex Jones, send us off.
0: Uh, we got the best nutraceuticals on the market. Uh, if you need your hip replaced, we have organic hip replacement therapy glue you just glue your hip to back onto your body i don't know i got nothing (laughs) all right (laughs) i wish i had more of a bit about him like selling his crazy bullshit that he sells but (laughs) all right man uh yeah this
1: is the bully pulpit podcast thanks for listening um tweet at us at bully pulpit pod we're also on facebook too we don't do much there but Find us there if you want. Um, But if you don't follow us already and you found our podcast on Apple or um, Spotify, we're also on YouTube um, now. But, I mean, if you found us from there, um, go on our Twitter and follow us if you don't already. Um, But other than that, um, goodbye. And have a good week, everybody.
0: Have a good week, folks.